You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, the Injury Bowl, as it were. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Dave Drogemeyer from Locked On Chargers. We make up Crossover Thursday on this edition here, brought to you by Prize Picks. This episode of Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So I say somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Chargers have been decimated by injury in some of the most key positions. Cardinals, um, quarterback-centric now. Chargers, quarterback-centric earlier in the season. Both teams have underwhelmed uh, you know, in comparison to their preseason projections, but the Chargers seem to be in a better spot, although slightly because the AFC is a lot stronger than the NFC this season. David, we're going to do this a little differently today because I want to know how the Chargers got here. The Cardinals and the Chargers rarely play each other. Right. I want you to inform my audience what the hell's been going on at SoFi Stadium and abroad with the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, so I mean, I think we got to start at the beginning here. Coming into this season, the Chargers had extremely lofty expectations because of the amount of money that they went out there and spent and free agency and, you know, the concentrated efforts of bringing in, bringing in guys that were Brandon Staley guys, the type of guys that understood his system on defense, the type of guys that came from winning organizations that have done a lot of winning in the NFL. That was something that was very important to Brandon Staley. And, you know, the, he, he signed JC Jackson to a gigantic contract in the offseason, a guy who is known for, you know, being able to take the football away. And, uh, you know, all of those things were very, very exciting for, for Charger fans and the Chargers organization. There was some very, very high expectations with all the moves that were made. The Chargers were expected to do damage this year and to be one of the top teams in the AFC. Well, then life hit you right in the face. And uh, that, that life is life in the NFL, meaning injuries. And the Chargers have been decimated, like you said, by injuries and not just injuries. It's injuries to super important players. So you lose your star left tackle, Rashawn Slater, with a biceps injury for pretty much the entire season. Joey Bosa, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, goes down with a core muscle injury, you know, a quad injury, whatever you want to call it. He's been gone for the last nine weeks. Keenan Allen, you know, no, one of the best route running wide receivers in the NFL. He hurt his hamstring, and instead of putting him on, on IR, he was day-to-day -day for nine weeks. Um, you know, he just came back, um, and thank God for that. I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit later, but the chart and of course you know by the way Justin Herbert uh, fractured rib cartilage that he suffered early on this year he's had to fight through that the entire season he's starting to look a little bit healthier but the Chargers have just had to figure out how to make things work with all of those crazy injuries that they have suffered uh, this season and that's why you know you sit and you look at the Chargers at five and five and you know, they're the, the air of mediocrity. But I mean, I think if you take Justin Herbert out of this equation, the Chargers are in much, much worse shape. Yeah, no, agreed. And, and that's a great synopsis. And, and I will add one thing. 
like what happened with the Cardinals last season when injuries started with DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera, and the offense sputtered, they focused on James Conner. And Austin Eckler has been the saving grace of that offense. And if you have fantasy football aspirations of any capacity, Austin Eckler is your dream crush girl when you were 10 and she was a senior in high school. Yeah. You know, he's, he's just, he's the everything back. And, you know, it's interesting, and, and I'm going to get to the Cardinals here in a second, but when Melvin Gordon departed a couple years ago, the yeah. big question was, at least from in my mind, was like, can Austin Eckler actually do that? And then he put on 30 pounds of muscle. Like the dude completely transformed from a Naheem Hines to a Derrick Henry. And yeah. it's unbelievable to see the transformation from him. So he's been, you know, he's been the metronome of that offense. And Over think, 30 touchdowns in the since 2021. Okay. Yeah. 30 plus. He is one of the biggest touchdown makers in the NFL period, regardless of position. Yeah. And he does it in so many different ways, which is nightmare fuel for opposing teams. And the Cardinals are going to have to deal with that with, with a young defense ready to continue to prove themselves, even though they're giving up some of the most points in the NFL are close to it. Now with the Cardinals, it was an interesting offseason as well, you know, trading for Hollywood Brown, drafting Trey McBride in the first two rounds, which for my listeners and viewers uh, made me blow a gasket with the, you know, offensive line needs, the pass rush needs, the cornerback needs, which lo and behold, the Cardinals are still dealing with because he didn't address in the offseason. But Hollywood Brown in the first six weeks before he got hurt was masterful. He yeah. was a wide receiver one. And then him and DeAndre Hopkins pass each other in the locker room, give each other a high five. Hollywood Brown gets hurt. DeAndre Hopkins get, comes back, and DeAndre Hopkins proves to everybody why he's, you know, a 1A oh, yeah. receiver in this league still at the age of 30 or 31. Oh, and absolutely. Now there's a fever pitch brewing at State Farm Stadium where it's, you know, Benjamin gets cut after a, an issue with, after a, a, a an argument with a, an assistant coach that will not be featured, or that was not featured in last night's Hard Knocks. Um, Sean Kugler last week, um, groped a woman was fired. He was the elder statesman on the team and he rightfully so should have been removed from his post, but it puts things more in flux with this team than it was before. Kyler Murray, as we record this podcast is trending towards playing, but we still don't know what the hell's going on. So all in all, and I've said this to everybody that I've done a crossover with David Drogemeyer of, of, of locked on chargers is. The only worst thing than having a problem is not knowing the root of that problem. And the Cardinals still don't know the root of the damn problem as we enter week 12. So that's how we got here is yeah. how we were in the off season, how we were in week three in week five and week 10 and now moving into week 12. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that just, that's a lot of, a lot of off field problems, a lot of things to have to contend with. And I mean, a lot of distractions right around that organization. And you're just trying to find your way I mean, I think that the Cardinals are just trying to find what type of football team they are. And I think the chargers are right in that same boat. I think last year, when you looked at the, this chargers team, you can say, okay, they're the aggressive team. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're going to, you know, put, you know, put the caution to the wind. They're going to go balls to the wall. Who cares? They're going to go for it. And they're going to, you know, let the, the dust settle and see where they end up. And this year, uh, and I think there's a couple of reasons for it. They're not nearly as aggressive and, and they have a much better special teams unit, which is almost, you know, feels illegal to say that because the Chargers special teams has been horrendous awesome. the last five or six seasons. But they are one of the best special teams units in the league this year. Uh, their defense is still really bad, which, um, you know, that hasn't really changed. They're still giving up a bunch of yards on the ground. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but 
on offense, you know, you see splash plays, you see moments of, of pure brilliance. I mean, you see some absolutely incredible throws that you don't think anyone in the entire NFL can make from Justin Herbert. And then you see plays that make you scratch your head and want you to want to want you to want to rip your television off the wall and throw it out the window. I mean, the, this, the, the inconsistencies and the lack of identity of this team is mind, mind, mind numbing and very, very frustrating. But I think that's where we are. That's where we are still trying here in week 11, week 12, trying to figure out who are the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. See, David, this is why the Lockdown Podcast Network is so great because that was perfect. That's exactly right. That's exactly that catches everybody up to what's been going on in LA. And you know what? Before this podcast is out, there are very, very potent similarities between these organizations. And it seems arbitrary and it seems forced that we're going to be talking about this, but we're going to get into the key matchups. We're going to get into the keys to victory. And then we're going to put a bow on this with how similar these two organizations are. And it's freaky. It's absolutely freaky. David Droegemeyer locked on Chargers. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. We are making up locked on crossover Thursday. Keys to or, uh, uh, Key matchups next. We're going to hit them all. And there are some star-studded ones. Um, we're going to talk about it. I promise. First, this episode is sponsored by BetterHealth Therapy Online. Okay, so here's the thing. I've been to therapy. I've done it. And it's helped me. I'm getting back into it soon. Like, there is no user manual for life. And when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. That's why, you know, therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Whether or not whether or not you've been in therapy yet, it's always out there for to lend a helping hand. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. As the world's largest therapy service, like that's that's what they do. And it's again 100% online, which makes it easy to get help wherever you are. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist if things aren't clicking. You can switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. I mean, it's been a cluster bleep for a large, you know, for too much of this season for both of these teams. That's yeah. not to say there haven't been brilliant moments, as Dave so eloquently put before we went to break. Like, what I call them is flashball moments, which is the, a dictionary definition of, but yeah. I call them the oh my God moments. <laughs> the oh my God moments like, oh yeah, Kyler Murray brought this team back down 20 points at halftime against the Raiders and had a walk-off win, you know, a scoop and score by Byron Murphy, like a 20-second two-point conversion score or a touchdown score to keep them in the game. It was touchdown or two-point conversion. doesn't matter. They're Amazing. But those are the oh-my-God moments. And Justin yeah. Herbert makes these throws that makes Patrick Mahomes blush. Like, it's, the, it's a beautiful thing to watch him in action, especially because, let's be honest, at least for me, I thought it was a dumb pick. Like we didn't see it in Oregon at all. Yeah, no, he was a run first Completely quarterback fair. almost. Yeah, and then you just like you just like let him out of his you know straight jacket 
of what they were doing at Oregon. And he blossomed into this beautiful flower that everybody now wants to watch. So as we get to Sunday's matchup at State Farm Stadium, there are a lot of matchups that are popcorn-ready matchups. What are some that stick out to you? And I know this is going to be tough because at this time, we don't know if Kyler Murray is going to play. He's trending towards that. But Cliff Kingsbury is the king of game-time decisions. It looks like Kyler Murray is going to play, but we honestly at this point don't know. So, David, take it away with that ambiguous news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to assume, and I'm sure the Chargers organization is going to assume that Kyler Murray is going to play on Sunday, and you have to prepare for that because he's very unique in this league. You know, his his ability to run, his ability to create and, and really extend plays and still be able to throw with some anticipation and throw with some touch and some velocity makes him a, a very difficult player to try to prepare for. But one of the matchups that I'm kind of looking forward to watching is DeAndre Hopkins versus second year corner Asante Samuel Jr. And Asante Samuel Jr. after you know having a really good start to his rookie year uh, and then kind of getting a couple concussions and then losing some of his physicality. This year, he's it's like it never happened. Uh, it's like the the beginning of the year all the way up to this point. He's been phenomenal. He has been very physical. He's been very sticky. He's gotten a couple of interceptions. That is going to be a physical battle that I'm going to be very excited to watch in this game. And I know Asante Samuel Jr. has that dog in him, and he wants that matchup. He wants to go up against that number one wide receiver and arguably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That's going to be a, a hell of a matchup to watch. Yeah, and he w- he went two picks before the Cardinals. That was all that I was mocking was Asante <laughs> Samuel to the Cardinals. And, yeah. and the problem was for the Cardinals was that he was graded a lot lower at the beginning of the process, and then he just jumped up. He was like the Drake Jackson of that draft, where yeah. it, went, it was like middle third and then ended up going in the middle of the second, which screwed the Cardinals. They ended up drafting Rondo Moore, which is fine, and we've seen flashes from him, but Asante Samuel was the perfect guy to come in and help this Cardinals defense. So I agree. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins eviscerated Jalen Ramsey. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins has this way about him that he's not fast, but he gets to where he wants to go. So I agree with you. I, I would love to see Asante Samuel level up or DeAndre Hopkins just say, you know what? Not yet. Not yet. Young blood. Not yet. Young cat. Like that's (laughs) not going to happen. But yeah, fascinating. It's a fascinating matchup. And for me, one of, one of my biggest ones is, well, Listen, Keenan Allen is candy to watch as a wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. So route running, like Cooper Cup is now the hot name, but it's like it's it was always it was always Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs. Those yeah. were the poster childs of perfect perfection when it came to route running. And yeah. Keenan Allen still what is he thirty two? Thirty yeah thirty thirty one I believe yeah. thirty one like mm-hmm. he's because because he's never relied on blazing speed. Right. The dude can play five more years if he stays right. healthy. Same yeah, with his DeAndre Hopkins. They're wildly different. But yeah. same thing. And Keenan Allen is absolute candy to watch. Uh, but for me, it's Austin Eckler, and it'll always be Austin Eckler because the dude can have 35 touches and be <laughs> tackled 22 times. Like uh-huh. it doesn't his 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 ability to maneuver around kind of Ladanian Tomlinson it. He'll run out of bounds. He's not going to take that big hit anymore if he doesn't have to. Right. He's just always where the defense isn't, and that scheme. That's Justin Herbert and his feel, but that yeah. is nightmare fuel for me for the Cardinals to be able to keep him in front all the while, not giving up 
first down play after first down play after first down play. Yeah, and with the absence of the Chargers' top weapons, you know, I, I, I said earlier, Keenan Allen's missed most of the year. Mike Williams has also missed a lot of time, too. So the top two weapons for the Chargers have missed a lot yeah. of time this year. But the one constant, the one guy that's been there every single game is Austin Eckler, and he is one of those all-purpose backs. He's not your typical Derrick Henry style of running back. He's a guy that gets his yards both ways by receiving and by you know running running the football but he's one of those you know rare athletes that if you lined him up as a wide receiver he could make a lot of hay as a wide receiver just alone he has that ability he has just incredibly soft hands and yeah i mean everyone hates the the matchup with austin eckler because he's low to the ground he has incredible contact balance he has just enough shake just enough wiggle and just <laughs> enough speed to really stress out a defense and really force them to run sideline to sideline and he does that better than most anyone i think that another matchup i'm very i would say much concerned about is the uh, jj watt and zach allen versus the chargers offensive line i mean those two guys six sacks 65 pressures between those two players alone and the chargers offensive line just came off of a performance where they allowed 19 pressures and five sacks of justin herbert which that's very very abnormal because justin herbert is so so good at feeling the pressure and just moving very subtly and being able to rip it and get get rid of the ball and so he doesn't get sacked a lot but he did get sacked a lot in that game and so that is very much a concern and very much a matchup that Charger fans and Cardinal fans should be keenly aware of. Yeah, agreed. And you know what's interesting is as we as we roll on to um to uh you know keys to victory, we'll move on to the next segment and then also yeah. discuss the freakish comparisons between these two organizations. Is what Justin Herbert has been given via the draft in the top couple rounds since he's been drafted. Um yeah. Rashawn Slater, yeah. Zion Zion Johnson was the was the apple of my biggest eye this yeah. offseason. It's like, and another guy that <laughs> shot up the draft boards. He was supposed to be a reach oh, for the Cardinals at 23. Yeah. And then you know what? It was, oh, it was going to be Philly at 16 was going to take him. And then it's yeah. like, and then it's like, and the Chargers get him. And I, is he playing on the right side? Was he playing yeah, on the left? Yeah, side? he's yeah he's playing right guard, and okay. you got Matt Filer on the left side right. with uh, Jamari Sawyer, who has been playing out of his absolute mind. And he was a late uh, draft pick, right? What, he was what a, round he was, was a he? sixth round pick. Yeah, and yeah. he came into the Chargers scheduled to play guard. They were transitioning him to guard, and then of course necessity struck. Uh, you know, Slater gets hurt, and they had to put him in, and he's been downright unbelievable as a rookie sixth round pick. Just thrust into the action, said, "All right, kid, go go get him, go play left tackle in the NFL," and he has not batted an eye. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, he was a huge story on that day. Like video was starting to pump out of him, you know, like pump out about him and stuff. Like that was the guy the Cardinals were looking at in the sixth, and he didn't didn't drop to him. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, you know keys to victory and um and some more this is i could do another 45 minutes with you dude uh but we can't ross we won't um <laughs> that that that's next um as we roll on here dave drogemeyer uh locked on chargers alex clancy locked on cardinals on this crossover thursday happy thanksgiving by the way uh we haven't really hit that yet david that's rude uh, all that and more next uh betonline.net it's your number one source for all your sports wagering information they've got podcasts now They've got everything. Like, Bet Online has, has blown the hell up. And the thing is, 
with better line. Like one of my favorite things is they'll do first coach to be or next coach to be fired, which a lot of other books won't do. They won't do negative negative uh, odds, but Bet Online they're all about that pettiness. Uh, BetOnline.net continues to be your number one source for all your sports wagering information uh, from football to basketball, soccer, esports, podcasts. As I mentioned, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online where the game starts and then and then simply safe so um simply safe makes it really easy to be protected at your home if you've thought about securing your home with home security but it have but you've been putting it off you want to listen up right now locked on cardinals and locked on chargers listeners can get the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50 percent off that's their biggest offer of the year and you won't want to miss it share like over the holidays, property crimes like, you know, like home alone status, burglaries, thefts, they spike everywhere. Okay. And there's a couple of things that I love about Simply Safe. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get the priority police response. So, like, if the motion sensors goes off and it's mittens the cat, it's not going to go off. They're going to know exactly when a threat is credible and they'll send the house. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that, that, uh, that alerts you only when a threat is real, as I mentioned. Okay. With the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now that's a live read, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals. Dave Drogemeyer, locked on Chargers, um, as we roll on here on a crossover Thursday in the Locked On Podcast Network. So five and five LA Chargers, still in the thick of it. They're the team that nobody wants to see. And I do want to ask this, um, not to bring up old stuff, but does that timeout still ring at SoFi Stadium and in that locker room that Brandon Staley called last year? And this isn't like a joke. It's like that was – of all the questionable moves that he made last year going forward on fourth down myriad times at Cliff Kingsbury amount, if I can say that, <laughs> was the timeout the most puzzling when the fix was on, even though it was legal to tie the damn game and both make the playoffs? Yeah, no, I don't think anybody really thinks about that or talks about that any, anymore because, I mean, if you li like listen to the, the Raiders people, like, honestly, it wouldn't have mattered too much. And also, the, the reason why it really wouldn't have mattered is because the Chargers couldn't stop anybody on the ground whatsoever. It just did not matter. They they were gashed repeatedly all season long, and that game was no different. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just curious because, yeah. you know, it was just fascinating watching it as a fan. Like, oh, that was an incredible know. game. Brilliant. One of the best games I've ever seen since I watched football. Truly. There were so many bad beats in that. The Steelers and the chart, like it was just, it was, it was, a, it was just a wild setup to even be there to begin with. Oh, yeah. At DroTalk, S-D, at D-R-O-T-A-L-K, S-D on Twitter for David, at Clancy's Corner for me. Um, keys to victory. I'm going to kick it off here. So keys to victory for the Cardinals. 
And this is something that I cannot stress enough. And they've actually been pretty good this year. Time of possession. Okay. Time of possession. The best defense, even if you're the 85 Bears, the best defense against an elite quarterback is the offense staying on the field. And if the Cardinals can have sustained drives, which we've seen maybe five of or seven of this year, where it's like, where the hell has that been, man? Where that, what are you hiding? Where has this been? Like if the Cardinals can sustain a couple of those potentially on the ground with the run defense, that's been, that hasn't been the greatest for the chargers. Like that's the biggest key, which means they're getting first downs. It means they're scoring points and it means they're staying on the field. And that is the biggest, I mean, and it could be a blanket statement. That's the biggest, but especially for this week for the Cardinals, biggest key to victory for me. Yeah. So kind of in that same vein, you know, starting on the chargers defensive side here, it's all about getting off the field on third downs, especially on third and long. The Chargers have been god-awful hmm. getting off the field in those situations where they're supposed to be in the advantage. They're supposed to be able to set up those exotic blitzes, do some twists, do some stunts, really get after the quarterback and get off the field and get the ball back to Justin Herbert. Well, they have been really, really bad at that. And I say specifically third and longs because for some unbelievable reason, the Chargers have been really good at third and four and under at getting off the field. But third and five and longer, it has been a just complete joke. It has been horrendous. They have to get off the field on third downs if they want to have any chance to win this game on Sunday. And let me tell you a little insider info. Third third and five and less – go route down the sideline every time from Cliff Kingsbury. So if you want to tell Brandon, does he have a driver's license? Is he old enough to have a driver's license? He's, he's got the biggest baby face I've ever seen as a head coach. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, and that's the card. The Cardinals converting like third and long is Kyler Murray's zone. It's just see if you can make a play. If the play call is less than ideal, which a lot of the time it is, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see We'll see what turns around with that. What's another one for you? I'll, I'll pound it back. Uh, yeah, yeah, back. yeah. An- another one very easily is, is can they play a complete game? And I, I think on offense, you really saw what the Chargers were capable of in the first half against the Chiefs. They put up 20, and they did it pretty easily. I mean, they, they, didn't, have, they didn't really see much resistance. But the second half comes and they don't they make adjustments but not the adjustments that are in a positive manner they go away from what was making them so successful which was the play action and the shot plays and then running off of the play action unfortunately for the chargers offense they get into these ruts where they run automatically on first and second down and then they force justin herbert to try to make a big play on third down which doesn't make any sense whatsoever He's so incredibly talented, can make any throw on the football field. You need to use that on early downs. They did that successfully in the first half. Can they do that in the second half and put an entire game together and really play quality football when it really counts, which is in the second half? That remains to be seen, but that is a huge key to this game for the Chargers. Yeah, you know, and for the Cardinals, it's... I feel like a broken record. I mean, the the offense needs to help the defense. Mm. Um, for those who listen to me every day, I apologize. You're going to hear it again. Um, the offense was bu- the defense was built to set the table for the offense, so the offense can eat. The offense yeah. has fasted a lot of time this season. 
<laughs> where the defense wasn't paid any mind this offseason by upgrading at all. There was no Khalil Mack trade. Right. There was no J.C. Jackson signing. There was Chandler Jones leaving, which, you know, he has, I think, half a sack this year. So, yeah, he has you know, not, not done anything. But the thing is that the name recognition still has other teams accounting for him, even though, you know, he may not be producing. It's the J.J. Watt effect, even though J.J. Watt's oh, yeah. been great this year, went yeah. healthy. They haven't added anybody. You know, he drafted right. Cameron Thomas and MyJ Sanders in the third round, uh, two guys who play outside. But, you know, they haven't really done much. There's been emergences of players like Zayvon Collins, Zach Allen, who's really taken, I feel like him and him and um, uh, JJ Watt have the bromance, the mentor mentee bromance. Uh, yeah. Byron Murphy has really solidified himself as a CB one in this league. And then you have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, who are the anchor of this defense, but they're still not built talent wise to win games for this team. That's not how they're constructed. And the offense really needs to do what they're supposed to do, which is score more points than the other damn team. And they haven't really been able to do that. So we'll see what happens. But it's going to be a very interesting matchup. We've got a minute and a half. Listen to these similarities. Owners, who people, players don't really like. Head coaches, who make questionable decisions, go for it on fourth down a lot. Long-tenured GMs with very few playoff wins. And then star-studded, top-heavy teams who have never really amounted to what they were supposed to. And you have the NFC Championship game for the for the Cardinals, who got absolutely lambasted by Cam Newton. And then you have the Chargers, who are probably the most frustrating team of the 20th century. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair to say. Because you have absolutely. to be good enough to be frustrating. And yeah. they've been so good for so long that and with nothing to amount for it, even with the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady years. Like, what are they, what's the excuse now? They can't even make the playoffs. So do you have 20 seconds worth of knowledge before Ross Jackson proverbially, you know, reprimands us? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the chargers just have not done a good enough job of really providing the depth that is required for the teams that win in the playoffs. You know, the chargers don't have it, you know, and that's been a habitual problem and it is a problem again this year. At Drow talk SD, Dave Drogemeyer locked on chargers at Clancy's corner. Locked on Cardinals. This has been a crossover Thursday brought to you by Prize Picks. Thanks for listening. We're out of here.